Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another guy from straight out of high school, man. You know us, Q. You know us, us, us straight out of high school boys. You know, just in case you didn't know. We definitely excited to have you on the show, bro. Man, you know, I'm... I feel real special for the guys that went straight out of high school, especially you. You one of my favorites because you're a guard that went straight out of high school. Most of the guys that go straight out of high school be them guys that's long, tall, lanky, do all that stuff. To yeah, do it's it only as a, a handful guard. of a small guy. Yeah, to do it as a guard, like you, the Monte Ellis, you know what I'm saying? Like got Sebastian Sefer. Yeah, yeah sure. like them are special guys. When you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Shit, yeah, I had to, yeah, I had the days that he did practice. I had to, I had to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that was one of the best experiences I could have had. You know, coming into the league, not just from the competitive aspect, but you know, that was my idol. That was who I modeled my game after. Somebody I looked up to. So to have that, that one on one, that crash course. You know what I'm saying? That was the best source of confidence that I could have got. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But. Chuck definitely had his ways. You know, he had said it in his um in his Hall of Fame speech. He made me cry in practice one day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't remember that shit, but I know it was a lot of days that, you know. You frustrated. For sure. Yeah. You know, because I'm competitive and I'm trying to, I'm a kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you know how it is when you're trying to prove to grown men you belong. You know oh, what no, I'm saying? I ain't wrong. I had, yeah, man, so. I had a crying moment. My, so, my, what you my, cry over? No, nah, man. When, uh, I remember. I'm just want to hear you say what you call uh, Minnesota. <laughs> we was in Minnesota, bro. Minnesota. And you know we playing against KG. And you know every time I see KG, cause they was calling me baby KG. Yeah. I want to play my best and play hard as hell. So I'm out there giving my all. <laughs> And I just felt like the motherfuckers didn't play with me. Like I felt like the whole team didn't play hard. Yeah. And I went in that motherfucker. I was so frustrated. And I'm trying to talk. My my voice starts screaking and Break shit. It, and yeah. I'm, I'm crying and shit. Like, yeah. you motherfuckers just quit. <laughs> <laughs> and these two goofy dude. <laughs> Fucking right out loud. <laughs> Corey Keon and Q is bugging up. They ain't even taking me nowhere near serious. Nobody can take him serious because he don't ever care about nothing. I don't never really, I do care, be, but I don't never really say nothing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I just be going out it. there who I wasn't vocal. Yeah. Boy, when I say it's a boy, I tear it up like a mug. So I understand you, nah, bro. Like, sure. that, <laughs> that frustration. They don't know yeah, nothing about that, man. Yeah. Come straight you know, out of high school. And he man. talking the whole time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little punk. I'm like, bro, you gonna get off of me, dog. You know what I'm saying? And coach got something to say. You know, yeah. you that rookie, let alone you a 17, 18-year-old yeah. rookie, everybody on your head. Yo, 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 we live on location. We all way out here in La La Land, y'all. We visible with Verizon, though, right? Black is one. You know we that's got, right. Yeah, we visible with Verizon, man. We got the three-time, three-time, three-time six-man of the year in the NBA. One Legend. of the best to ever do it, man. Legend. We got legendary Lou. Lou Willville in the building out here in L.A. We appreciate so, you, bro. Put them up on us. Y'all tap in. Presented by Visible. I didn't know you was from Memphis. You were born yeah. in Memphis, but that's a, that's a little well kept secret. A lot of people don't don't know. <laughs> yeah, it. I think Atlanta get credit for for but me because. But I'm I'm Memphis, yeah. My yeah. family Memphis. I'm Black yeah. Haven's on all day. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, straight up Atlanta. I used to hear about you in in high school early. And they used to talk about it, but when I heard your height and how big it was and all that stuff, I'm like, nah, man, I'm hearing about like Dwight Howard, I'm hearing about Josh Smith. But I always used to hear your name ring because I had a house in Atlanta. I used to stay in Atlanta during the summertime. So yeah. I always used to, everybody used to just scream your name. How was it for high school? When did you know that you were different? We was just having that conversation today. My, my, man, my man Chuck Ellis asked me, like, when did you know you was like, one of them ones. And I was yeah. like probably like eighth, ninth grade mm. when, you know, I was like, maybe I am different. In your neighborhood, you know, like, all right, this local competition, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you go on that, that AAU circuit, you traveling, you run into the quick. Yeah, you run into the Montes, Martel Webster's, Gerald Greens, mm-hmm. Amir Johnson's, all of these guys around the corner, you start running into them and then you kind of start having success. When you see them, you're like, all right, then I'm, I'm part, part of that, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so I think Eighth, ninth grade is when my attitude started to change. You know what I'm saying? I came a, a lot more confident 
since you that confident when you got to high school, because you know high school is that next level you hop up to, and it's be like, man, I know they tell you, oh, you got to play varsity. Yeah. Is you good enough to play varsity? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And once you got on that varsity level, it was like, oh, I can. When did you feel like, oh, I can? Nah, I mean, so my my story is funny because the last day of eighth grade, the high school varsity coach, Coach Fleetwood, came to the middle school and mm. got me. And I went straight from the hey. last day of middle school to the first day of practice with the varsity. Mm. So I never really had a transitional period you know what yeah. i'm saying i was always was with the varsity yeah like i never practiced one day jv yeah, never, never practiced either. one yeah. day freshman yeah from day one high school i was i was varsity so did you walk straight through the doors with confidence and getting buckets as yeah. a freshman yeah because I, shit, he picked me up from school so i'm like he looking for me right yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and so and it was you know my school was different you know what I'm yeah. saying? It was different. But, you know, my ninth grade year, it was very middle class, very suburban. So by the time I graduated, it was like black principal, black coach, black athletic director. You know, yeah. I, I, I was there for the whole transition, a, right? a complete transition. More so black I, than it was. Yeah. And I think thing. I was a part of that. The basketball team was a part of that culture change. Mm-hmm. So freshman year, I came in, I felt like I belonged right away. Mm-hmm. So junior year, you win Mr. Basketball. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was lit by then. <laughs> yeah, what that what, what tell me about that? How did how did it feel coming into that year? Where was your swag and confidence? To, to win Mister Basketball with the White and Josh in the same state. All that. How how was that? Especially junior. Nah, it was it was special because I'm gonna tell y'all my Dwight Howard story. So I was uh so Dwight lived damn near an hour from me in Atlanta. I'm way out in the suburbs. He in the city. At Southwest Atlanta Christian, so we don't, he one A, I'm five A. We the five A is the, the oh, because the class y'all in different yeah. classes. Right. Okay. So we in two completely different classes. He in the lowest class, I'm in the highest class. And I just kept hearing about the seven foot dude, Southwest Atlanta Christian. Never ran into him or nothing. They had a game in our neighborhood playing against one of our region teams, and so we pull our whole basketball team. We pull up to go see him. Dwight Howard dunked the basketball the first ten plays of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder dunking that thing. Can't do nothing with him. He was, he was a man amongst boys, bro. So for me to get one in his era, I'm like, I appreciate it, bro. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Smooth, you know, I think Smooth had left by then. If I'm not mistaken, I think, I think Smooth had went to Oak Hill. So yeah. it was either me or Dwight at that point. But back to back it, though. Yeah, I mean, it was on then. <laughs> and, but I'm a guard and I'm going to score a lot of points. You know what I'm saying? So it's what, go, yeah. what you averaged in high school? Your junior one, year. I think that one was 37. That was so like the, did, that did was my have, golden year. Did you have the gym? Yeah, the was golden you, year. Was you where everybody, the gym was packed, they was coming to see you? We had lit. all that. <laughs> yeah, we had, we shit, we sold season tickets. Ooh. We mm. sold, yeah, we sold season tickets to them high school games. I used junior, to hear them raving senior. about you, and they were like, Lou Will, and they were like, God, and so forth on. And I was like, man, how tall is he? Cause I always my thing is about like when people be saying like guys good, I always be like, man, he gotta be at least six one or, or taller. Yeah. To be even thought about yeah, going but, to I, the league. But I watched Bassie that whole like, you know, Bassie's a year before me. Yeah. So I'm studying him. Even though I'm a scoring guard and he was more of a distributor, I was just watching the swag and how he was carrying himself. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, he had the movie, the TV shows, yeah. the rock chain. Like yeah. Bassie was yeah. on. So a lot of my blueprint was him. Front cover of the, of the Yeah, a lot of a lot of my blueprint was watching yeah. was watching him. You felt that that was a chance to go cuz I was wondering I was like, man, you know Dwight went out. We uh, had a, we Josh had a, uh, went out like I, ne- I ain't never heard none of the guys tell this story, but we was in um we was in Denver, Colorado for uh USA. 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 And we Colorado all watched Spring. Yeah, we up uh, me, Monte Gerald Green, Martell Webster, Amir Johnson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, don't want to disrespect nobody. Uh, CJ Miles was in there. Mm-hmm. We all watched the draft together. Mm-hmm. And me and Monte lost our minds when we seen Sebastian get drafted because that was like, oh, the door open for, for yeah. guys. Have you played against Sebastian? In the pros. You ain't never played against him. Never in preps. Before? Nah, he was a, he was Adidas circuit. I was Nike circuit. So oh, we just okay, we never okay. crossed. I never met. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. never get a chance to like size them up. Not until he was pros. So wait, <laughs> tell me about like take me back to that where y'all at Colorado Springs. Yeah, y'all so watching we, that. How what's the reaction? We y'all watching all it. He went. It? I think he went thirteen, if I am mistaken. 
And me and Tay like. <laughs> I was just you know, they picked. They yeah, picked before it that, me. yeah, before that, it's like, y'all. Y'all six, me, nine. y'all yeah. six, nine, yeah. six, ten. Like, it, 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 it yeah. was crazy to me because I was like, man, they picked Sebastian 13. I didn't think he was going to go that high. Yeah, we was turnt and we had a meeting. We had twin beds. You know, yeah. everybody got roommates. Yeah, we all sitting in there after the draft. We like, what we going to do? Who going? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was first one said, man, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Take, take country ass. He was the first one. Mississippi, Mississippi. I'm Man, out. I'm gone. Right. Yeah. I'll never forget that. He was the first one. And that it was, was like made, six That's what made you decide to go? It was like, you got to think. It was all of us in the room. He said yeah. Martell. Yeah, all of CJ, us was in the room. I think that, Amir, if that's I ain't like mistaken, all, that we, all of us declared for the draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but like, we all declared because we all had an opportunity. We yeah, all had that opportunity. It was more point. scary. Like for me, it was more scary. Like even though they like yeah you can you can get picked high, it still was more scary because it was some failures in between there. You know what I'm saying? I seen Coleon Young play against Q Nim. This number one player in the world. You know what I'm saying? He looked like a man more than anybody else in their class that looked like a man. I know he's finna go league. My mindset was I didn't want to go to college regardless. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have the vehicles that they got now. You know you can go. Prep or G League and all yeah. of that shit. We didn't have them vehicles at that time. You know what I'm saying? I just knew I wasn't going to nobody's school. That's mm-hmm. all so I you knew. Didn't want to go. So though. it didn't. It didn't matter where I got drafted. To me, you know what I'm saying. I oh, wouldn't. Man. I wouldn't go. You wanted to be in the league. Yeah, I wouldn't go to nobody's school. You I just never. Have and you take that. Yeah, chance, I just. Boy, I never. Hey. It never appealed to me. Bet on so me. So y'all mean to tell me? Wake up at six in the morning, work out, go to class, work out again, go to some more classes. Y'all gonna yell at me the whole time, and I ain't gonna eat right. It never clicked to me that like that was something that I was wanted something to do. you wanted to do. Yeah, never did. Mm. That's crazy. So you you ain't care where you went. You wanted to show them once you got there what what you were for sure. And I slid in the draft because I was a kid, seventeen. I ain't really understand. Yeah, you what know, you just was, got yourself into. Yeah, naive as hell. How did you approach your? You know the workouts. Would you say you slid because of that approach? For sure. Not being for business, sure. My like, first, my first workout was in Memphis. So I'm where up, you from? I'm up all night with my family. We playing spades. We chilling. I might have had some barbecue. I think I had rendezvous that night. Right. <laughs> Eating a bunch of bullshit. Nine o'clock the next morning, I went through the hardest workout of my life. You never like, been through that. So never you ain't been through. You ain't went through the preparation of getting ready for the draft. No, we was working out, but none can get you ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing for real can get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Until you, you right. until you go through it and then you make your adjustments. But I just, I didn't understand how serious, because I'm the Naismith player of the year. So I'm like, well, shit, if I'm the best high school player, I got to be at least. Yeah. I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? This shit, that taught me And how many workouts lesson. did you do? I think I did nine total with eight teams. I did Detroit twice. Because mm. I came in for Detroit. Uh, Larry Brown was there. Mm. Came in for Detroit, worked out for them. He brought me back. And then the second workout, he said, I just wanted to see if you was in better shape since the last time I seen you. Mm. <laughs> so I did nine workouts, 18. Take me back to your draft night. Where did you think you were going to go? Like, how did you feel when you saw that, like, man, I'm going to the Sixers? Like you say, with AI, somebody you look up yeah. to. But like, where where were you at? Were you with your family? You were, you know, where yeah, were you at I was when in, everything? Um, I was in ESPN Zone. In Atlanta, oh. I had a I had a draft party at ESPN Zone, and at that time, Bill Duffy and Associates, uh, Merle Scott, they was representing me at BDA, and uh, I think we had a promise at uh, 27 with Miami mm. at that time. And once Miami hit, college player of the year was still on the board, Wayne Simeon. Mm. He uh, was, Wayne mm, was still on damn. the board at that time, and I think he was supposed to be gone already. Mm-hmm. They ended up taking him. The Hawks had the 31st pick, the first pick in the second round. Mm. They told us they didn't want to take a, another guard from. They didn't want to take another hometown kid and have two hometown kids sitting on the bench, because mm. um, they had just took Dre, uh, Josh the year before, right. and Kevin Willis still had them minutes at the four. Mm-hmm. So smooth wasn't getting no playing time. And then if they'd have drafted me, you know, you got two blue chip guys from the city sitting on your bench. It was gonna be a problem. So they took Salim Stoudemire. At 31. Right, okay. They took Salim and shit. After that, I was depressed because I, I hadn't worked out for nobody past the first round. Yeah, it was just like, like I didn't even work out for the Hawks. Right. So yeah. um, I was just like, oh, shit, I, it's over. Yeah. And, you know, I had, I just, along with some, with, you know, obviously talent, my agent represented Mo Cheeks. Mm. 
And so I think my agent kind of asked him, like, if y'all ain't doing nothing with this pick, y'all need to take this kid. Yeah. Um, and Philly took me. You know, they wasn't even on my radar. I ain't know what was going on. Yeah. They took me at 45. Mm. And I was so naive. Like, I'm like, I made the team. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. I, like, thought I'm, I, I'm, I thought I'm I was solidified. on. You didn't know you got to still make the squad. Yeah. So um, we ended up negotiating with them where they gave me a guaranteed deal because I was a high school kid. They gave mm. me, they guaranteed my deal for three years. And so me knowing that they guaranteed my deal, I got three years AI here. I'm probably not going to play. In my head, I had three years to get it together. Yeah. So that's how that's how I went into it. That's how I looked at it. One thing I know stand out to me, me, definitely me and Q, we always put like, man, how bad they talked about Josh Smith during his draft. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That like threw us off. Like, man, this yeah. kid just got drafted and they talked Shit, about Stephen like, A said the uh he said the Sixers don't he feels sorry for my family. The Sixers donated me a jersey. Yeah, like like Yeah. We spoke me and him spoke about it since then, but he, he said that about me on draft night. Like that was one of our things. <laughs> like that's why I say like the straight out, especially for us, like be scary because they think we arrogant kids cause we decided to go right straight out of high school. Like, who yeah, is this? We just guy as scared My thing is yeah. it, it should be a rule. Like I remember specifically Smooth's draft. Like I wanna say it was Jay Billis. Like, yeah. bruh. Him talking like like this is like you know how it is, bro. All of us, it don't matter what pick you got picked. Your whole everybody who's ever known you, this you. is your biggest day in your life to this point. And yeah. everybody who you don't even remember seeing you and knowing you and everything, you don't need some ass clown up on the screen on the TV talking about. Yeah, this is gonna be the biggest bust of the draft, and he's did like, bro. Save all your opinions for tomorrow, yeah, bro. Like you don't even like, understand how much how would of you feel if this was your be- kid and you got somebody that's commentating. Doing this to your kid at that fucking moment, like wait, bro, they like have kids one day, thank they gonna you. be athletes, and then, and then you want that empathy <laughs> yeah. and you want all of yeah, that, like nah, bro, athletes. like come on, man, like I don't care who it is, one through whatever the last pick is, nobody that's off limits, bro. You can't not tonight. We can't criticize. You could do all of the grading and what you think after this, but like right now. That we don't need y'all critical opinions and like this is the biggest night of our life. Let us have this before you go in on our ass and start critiquing us and, and shitting on us right away. Like, let us have this, bro. Like grandmamas, people, like families is changing lives right now. And y'all gonna do this? I don't wanna hear your opinion. Give me your grades and all that after the fact. Networks, Never get in tune with it, bro. Like, nah, bro. We was thinking, because when we seen it, we was like, damn, that's just totally bogus. This boy, whole <laughs> families out here. Can and, who you think like, Even the what? people who didn't make the draft, they just heard like, you just bashing the homie. On his best day. I never looked at it like that, but nah, you're right. Real talk. Like, right. nobody like, come on, man. So so now you're in the league and you're in the league with, with Chuck, but you know you're not finna really play. You got to earn your keep. Take us through that process of like, man, like finding your way because like your career is so good to me. You know, a lot of people won't see nobody career like yours that you played on so many teams like you haven't had a successful career. Mm-hmm. That's the outside looking in. But us who's part of this, we know what you done brought to the table and what you done did. No right. matter if you be on a different team every year, you always Change bring, culture wherever we go. Yeah, you always bring something. How was it like, you know, you coming up with AI, you seeing all this? And and it's hard to watch Chuck. (laughs) It's hard to watch Chuck. You see Chuck do something, and then you be like, man, how he come from that? And then he's go 30-something that night. He different from everybody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to watch him. Yeah, but the thing that I did have in my my corner outside of Chuck and him being – a positive influence for me. I had Doug Overton and I had Kevin Ali too. Hey, shout old. out to our OG, Dougie O. Yeah. Oh, he was on yeah. our team. Yeah. Dougie yeah. So I had, I, had, I had Dougie and I had KO. And yeah. I also had Willie Green too. Willie Green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had that, I had the perfect balance for a young kid. Like I see the rock star yeah. and then I see the blueprint guys. I see the guys that's hammer and nails every day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I had that I had that balance. I seen a clip, I think you was standing there doing under the basket doing an interview and here come Chuck Training and, and C Webb and they, they yeah. pulled a ward on your head and you didn't even turn around. You literally you just like you kinda of blinked like and you looked at the guy, you like that's that's Alan, ain't it? And he was like, I know. And <laughs> like just talk about like the type of dude he was and how y'all relationship was and some AI stories. He knew how I felt about him. When I came in, you know, I, I worshiped the ground he walked on, you know, mm-hmm. and so he understood what he meant to me and what he meant to my career. And so 
When I first met him, I was at Charlie Mack Celebrity Game in the summer. They invited me there after I got drafted. And I'm sitting on the bench, and I just remember commotion. And I look over, everybody just get out the way. And he walking through entourage, you right. know what I'm saying? Icy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Glowing. Do-rag, the whole, in the flesh. They go right. to God in the flesh, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. God is sick. There you go, my fucking heart sink. I'm yeah. like, damn, there you go. Man, dog looked around and saw me and beeline straight to me and gave me a bear hug. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was day one. Mm. So that set the tone for our relationship. So on that team, he was the only person that even played with me like that. Right. Because yeah. he protected me. He was like, nah, yeah, it's my it's, little bro. It's me, right? <laughs> yeah, it's my little bro. Like, you can't fuck with him, I can't. Yeah. So I knew then, as soon as I felt the water, it ain't nobody but him. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? And I saw the footage. I said, oh, Webb, you in on it too. Yeah. Okay, cool. But we had a whole water fight. After that, yeah. we was in Bar we was in Barcelona, Spain for training camp, and they did that. And I um I went and knocked on his door, got a, had a bucket of water, got chucked when it got dubbed, got my I got my lick back, and then we went back and forth for a little while. So, what uh basketball wise from Chuck did you see some of the moves that from for the size of guys that you are, some that he had success in that you was like, yeah, I need to start doing that mid range. That mid-range pull. Mid-range. I think earlier in my career and even high school, I was either shooting threes or I was going all the way to the basket trying yeah, to get contact. You know, I, up. Yeah, I wasn't really playing in, in between game. And I think he really introduced that to me. Like his mid-range is, I don't know if it's underrated, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's Hall so. of Fame, but nah. his mid-range was was. No, nah, ain't underrated because like they don't even talk about that. He got to talk about the crossover and all of that. But his, yeah, but he's probably hitting one or two threes that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't bucket. remember. That's what that's what's crazy. I don't remember him shooting a lot of threes. Yeah, when nah, I was he right. didn't shoot three. That's why I say he might have one or two threes. Yeah, game, but it's but mid range. That's mid range and all day. You see the G League where it's at now, and they and Philly sent you down. Yeah. To play with their team. To see where the G League's at now, especially to see like these past year when, when the league had COVID and a lot of these guys was coming up. Had an keeping opportunity. Getting an opportunity. Get, get some, an opportunity. Shout out to some of them guys got paid and had an, and got an opportunity to got stick. An opportunity. So yeah. to see where the G League's at right now, like do you remember when you when you went down and you had to play? Yeah, we had asked. We we actually had asked them to send us down. Um oh, so you one of the real ones. Yeah, I wanted to bump. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to bump. You know, I got to the point. I'm just like, oh, I've been sitting here two years. Like, it's time to put something to the test. Like I yeah. you know, I got a hoop somewhere. So we had came up with a um with a part in the schedule where they was gonna send me uh Fort Worth was our affiliate at that time. And they was gonna send me down because they had home games. From Monday to Friday they had home games. One away game on Saturday, then I would fly back to Philly. So I played the three games. Drove from Dallas to Little Rock, Arkansas. Dang. <laughs> Check this it's out, that though. That G League life, bro. That D League. I, I, drove, I League. drove from on the team bus with the team from Dallas to Little Rock, Arkansas. Got to Little Rock, Arkansas. Within the hour, I had to go catch a flight to go to Philly because mm. they had traded AI. Mm. <laughs> they traded. They On my last day in the G League, Chuck had got traded. And they brought and you so up, they call you up. Told me I need to get to Philly ASAP. So I got the there at halftime of the of the game. They was playing the Washington Wizards. I got there at halftime and never turned back. The side fade away. Like where you get that from? After I tore my ACL in um, 2013. 13, I tore my ACL. Then I came back 14. Was getting my jump shot blocked. Was I didn't have the explosiveness I had before that. I just had to adjust. So honestly, I, that shit developed in an emergency. That's like, crazy. Yeah. The yeah. side, because I ain't seen, like, I'm, I'm I'm noticing it now, but it's like it gets you space. That's what it was made for. Because <laughs> shit before then, I couldn't get away from nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I used a lot of my athletic ability before that. Yeah. I ain't really use skill. So yeah. that ACL, it slowed me down. And I think it, it set the bar for the rest of my career because I was able to adjust as the time went on, like I became different players. I became, yeah. I started to do different things because- It seemed like injuries do that to everybody. Like, yeah, because it takes some of like your you comfort away. you see what you can't. <laughs> it takes take take a lot of the talent away. Yeah. You got to turn into a more skilled player, even like age. 
Like yeah. we got older. I was about to say the age. And yeah, that. you get older, you gotta find figure out a way to stay on that court. You can't just run through people no more. You can't yeah. bully nobody. Yeah. You ain't jumping over nobody, none of that. How excited was you when you were signing with the Hawks in 2012? Long time Yeah, I was excited. I was happy about that. It's funny now, cause in my career, my two Atlanta stops have been my worst two stops. <laughs> <laughs> as far as like, yeah, what you yeah, really like got off, right? what I did on the floor. Well, They've been my worst two stops when I was at the crib. But like, can you compare that? Like, because you know, like we all like, except him, you know, he's from a small town. I didn't have a <laughs> team for him to wish he could play on when he grew up. Bulls is the closest thing for him. But like, you know, you growing up in Atlanta, you like, man. Play for the Hawks one day. I'm thinking like I want to play for the Bulls one day. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, for the dudes that actually get a chance to achieve yeah, that yeah. and do I used that. Like I just take the I used to take the, Mar- the Marta train to the Hawks games. My mama used to buy me like fifteen twenty dollar tickets. She'd drop me off at the Marta station. I'd take the Marta train twenty minutes to CNN down. Center. Go in, watch a warm up. I get there an hour before the game. I watch guys go through their warm ups. Chill, give me something to eat. Watch the game by myself. Get back on the train. My mama meet me right there. So That's like dope. for me, so How yeah. How old was so, you when you was doing that? 14, 13, mm-hmm. 14. Mm-hmm. You know what dope. I'm saying? And so me having that experience and then having an the opportunity to play for them folks is like it's full circle. Yeah, that's, that's be on that court that you were sitting sure. and watching. Shit, even I even take it this far. Josh Smith used to give me tickets to come to the games when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. So I was still I was still a fan up until that point. Right. You know what I'm saying? He 04. I was drafted 05. So I was still doing that, getting on the train, going to see games. And my partner was on the team. Yeah. That's dope. You go to Canada now. You know, you tore your ACL in Atlanta and now Canada, you went to Toronto. Would you say Toronto is where you kind of found your your edge in the league? Like, man, I, I'm. Yeah, the homie I'm said that. I can sink my feet. my career. That saved See that? Yeah, saved my career. Toronto definitely saved my career. I was tore my ACL, wasn't playing well in Atlanta. Budenholzer, shout out to Mike. He pulled me in the office. He was like, you know, I don't think you'll ever be the same player again. He was like, you know, so it's not working out here. We're going to try to find you somewhere this summer where you can do your thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He told me that to my face. So I respect him forever because, you know, he's one of the- They don't keep it real like that. Yeah, he didn't shoot straight. He shot straight with me and um, ended up getting traded to Toronto. Different country, different thing. They wasn't on my radar teams that I even thought I wanted to play for. Shit, I got up there and it turned into a brotherhood. Like Kyle Lowry, Chuck Hayes, DeMar DeRozan, and Amir Johnson, they became brothers to me. Like they knew I was in a, I was in a place in my career. I thought that was going to be my last year. Mm. I was like, this is probably it. You know what I'm saying? I had a good run, nine, 10 years, be over with. You know what I'm saying? Because that was my first time getting drafted. You know, when I went to Atlanta, that was free agency. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's probably over, my ACL, this and that. And them dudes rallied behind me, bro. Gave me so much confidence. Put the ball in my hands, and I won my first six man out there. How was that to see how when you got there, the culture changed in Toronto? Yeah, it was already. I think it was already. It it was already changed, but I'm talking about like, but like how you've been a part of the culture change of it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to to all way to winning the championship. Now you and Demar and them guys wasn't there. But it got to where y'all changed the culture to they won the championship. It was exciting to see because. I knew what it was like to play for the Raptors because I was I'm like, going to chip, they got keys to the city because they the the city is already so supportive of you gotta think you the only basketball team in the country. Right. Yeah. Right. Your support system is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Your <laughs> yeah. support system is crazy. So, you know, you already got red carpet treatment everywhere you're going just by being a raptor. Yeah. So for them boys to go get a chip. I'm like, I know what's going on. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so that was one of my favorite places to play. Wish I could have stayed longer, but it just didn't work out. To see that, had them in where the culture is now, and the foundation they built out there is dope. To be playing out there and have a number one rapper have a song named after you. That was a good good year, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a good year. To have a number one rapper name a song, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Like, how was that to, you know? Where were and, you, and you your, first heard? Your song is different than when Drake usually name drop or so forth on. Like, you on the yeah. chorus. Like, no, you say Lou Will the whole. Yeah, I had a soundtrack. That was, uh. Where was you at when you first heard it? Or when you heard that this was yeah. He played it for me the, the very first time I heard it. What's he hit, that like? He hit me and was like, is yo, this cool? I'm working on something. Can you pull up to the condo? I want to play something for you. And I was like, all right. 
So I pulled up, me and my cousin pulled up on him, came to his condo, and no bullshit. He's sitting in his living room recording himself. Like, he recording his own album. You know what I'm saying? So it come on. Boom, not a self I'm like, so he like, is it cool? Like, what I said? I'm like, man, right. We're worried about everything else later. Like, but we got to have that look. You know what I'm saying? We got to have that look. I, I wish he, I don't know whatever happened to the, um, to the video, he might have shot a video. Was thinking about it, but I did something for Drake that went against all my mama rules, dog. Uh. So my mama got like a, a damn. What, I don't, for lack of a better word, I ain't gonna call it a shrine. But my mom got like a mini museum in her house of me. Yeah. Like she got all my youth trophies. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Know, everything. That's what everybody. Oh, mama got everything. Yeah. Everything. The shit is actually impressive. Like AI stuff, Kobe stuff. Yeah. She got it incredible. But she has my original high school jersey in a frame in that room. Yeah. Drake, like, yo, you think I could, you got a jersey I could wear for the video? I told mama, hey, we gotta take that out the frame. Like, yeah. it, it gotta come out the frame. It's part of yeah. She like, boy, you crazy. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nah, you don't understand. Like, we gotta have the jersey. My mom like, no. That's my jersey. That's it. So yeah. we had to go steal the jersey. <laughs> you stole the jersey from mama? It was gone for weeks before she knew we had it. Oh, she didn't even know. Got to pull it out for height. Oh, my dude. Had to pull the height because she didn't understand what and I was like. She wasn't gone. She wasn't hearing that shit. <laughs> yeah. she Did y'all return it before she knew yeah, it? Yeah, we got Well, nah, she found out. She was a little upset, but we got it back, put it back in a new frame. Yeah. Everything cool. Oh, that's dope. That's crazy. So you got the you got a song. Do they used to play your song when you scored and stuff? They used to play uh like I'm Lou Will. Like I'm, that's where people get their little tagline from every time I score. Like I'm Lou Will. Straight up. That's dope. That's hard. So Toronto is where you you kind of found your niche to be like, did that award cause like Jason Terry, Ginobili, Jamal Crawford, you like y'all really made this award really mean something that it didn't mean back in the day. Right. Like it really means something. Like it, I feel like that's a great award because y'all are starters on a lot of teams. For sure. That y'all sacrifice yourself to be bench players for the the good of the team to bring right, something sure. to the team. So did that six man award like kind of solidify? Like yeah, man, I'm yeah, here. It, it, it and opened I'm, my eyes because I was coming off the bench for so long, I didn't even understand that it was a um, like a thing. That's significant. Yeah, shit, I had lost two before that. I about to say you was running up the Harden a couple uh, I was I was year. running up the Harden and um, I lost one to J.R. Smith. Right. But I ain't even, they was like, hey, yo, you, you lost the six-man award. You came in second place. Like James Harden won. Oh, you, J.R. Mm. won. And so I was, I was like, shit, I'm always losing it. I don't even know what it is. Right. You know, so I never had the mindset of I'm going into this season – trying to win the sixth man of the year, I didn't even realize it as something that, you know, I could accomplish. And so once I, shit, even the one the first one I won, I ain't I ain't expect to win that one. I ain't even know what was happening. You know what I'm saying? And so once I got it, it opened my eyes like, oh, we can turn this into like a lifestyle, like a brand. If this is who I am, like like this is a thing. Yeah, let's put it in motion instead of having that stigma of it's a bench award. Like, yeah, nah, right. it's doing what's necessary for this team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of kids can look at my story. Nate Smith, player of the year, best player coming out of high school, this and that. You can average all the points in the world. It just ain't your role sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes how it work for somebody else ain't gonna work for how you work. Yeah. You know, I had that was a hard pill for me to swallow. And once I embraced it, it was the best thing I did for my career. Tell me how was it to win like not one, not two, but three six mans, like six man awards. And you average like 22.6 one year, like that's beyond a, like that's a starter, you know what I'm saying, number. Like how do you feel about like where you, and like you say, Maul got three, y'all like the only two dudes got three of them, but like where y'all have put that award and put the importance and significance of the six man role in general. Right, I think, I think for me, you know, I've always said the only difference between Jamal and I is I embraced it as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that was the only difference. Once I won that first one, I wanted to win it every year after that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I don't know if he looked at it or considered that to be what he wanted for his career. You know what I'm saying? And so I think for me, that's the only thing that sets us apart. 
But it was it was special because, like I said, I'm, I'm at another point in my career. When I got to the Clippers, that was the third team I had played for in six months. Mm. I don't think a lot of people realize that. You mm-hmm. know, I was Lakers traded to Houston, Houston, Houston back, back to, to LA. Yeah, that was in a six month span. Mm. You know, all of that was in a six month span. So I'm thinking at this point, it might be over again. Right. And so to go to LA, win two more, be a big part of a culture change with an organization, play for an organization that allowed me to be myself, had a coach that let me go out and do my thing and, and just go to work. It was like, you know, it was a dream come true, especially so late in my career. You know, right. I won my second one in my 13th season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We grow up Lakers fans. Everybody love the Lakers. Somewhat. No, Some, they don't. Everybody do love the Lakers. No, they don't. They're a historical franchise. I don't know. No, they right, don't. We can say that. They're a historical Thank franchise. You. Right, we can say that. All right, let's say this. All right, they're, <laughs> a, historic, they're a historical God, franchise, man. like them in Boston. Yeah. Just having the Lakers jersey on. Like, you've seen the greats. Like, you've seen Shaq wear this jersey. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you've yeah. seen Kobe wear this jersey. Yeah, you've sure. seen Magic and the greats wear this jersey. So, like, now you got a Lakers jersey on. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. That was another team that I wasn't even looking at or on my radar because I think they was kind of in somewhat of a rebuild at that point. But the one thing they did do in free agency, like Mitch Kupchak was very uh, persistent. So he made me feel wanted. He made me feel needed. You know, and so I went out I went out there and rocked with them because I thought I was going to stay in Toronto. Toronto was kind of taking their time in free agency, trying to build out their team. And I just wasn't that patient. I was ready to get it's off the board, know where I'm going, keep moving. And the Lakers was like, on it. That made me like, shit, we might as well. How was it when you first met Kobe? It was cool. It was a laid back at first. Y'all know how Bean was. He, he don't really rock with too many people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Until he ready to rock with you. You know what I'm saying? And so at first, he was like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Try, you know, kind of filling me out. And then once he realized I was somebody he can rely on, that he can trust, you know what I'm saying? When it came to basketball, he uh, that's when our, our friendship and our relationship developed. Like, how was it watching him, like, when you, like, all right, y'all get there and you going, like, now you at the point where, like, you going to work, you going to practice every day with, and you seeing him, like, what was that like to see Cole go in and, and do what he do about, and go about his business every day? Yeah, I wish I was just with him earlier. Mm-hmm. I wish I was with him when he was, he was in attack mode. My last two years with him, he was kind of dealing with injuries, mm-hmm. battling, battling some things and trying to just find a rhythm and, and still be a dog. Like, I just remember him saying some shit every <laughs> once in a while, and I just be like, damn, he think different. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he his like, he on another level. You know what I'm saying? He on a whole, he on a completely different level. And I just wish I had more of that when I was coming up that I could yeah. been, I could have been around and benefited from. Aggression. Earl yeah. Clark told me that before. He was like, yo, he'd be like, you know, Earl, hey, big bro, like, Kobe is just like sometimes he'll say some wild shit. Yo, like we'd be sitting on the training table and it'd be like, I ain't asking him nothing, nothing. He'd come out of nowhere and you'd be like, with a straight face. With a straight, like, with a straight face. We was in Denver. We was getting our ass kicked. And that man said, I'm going to guard Will Bar in the second half. He's not even going to exist. <laughs> <laughs> but Will had 25 at halftime. Yeah. So we look around like, all right. <laughs> like, go ahead, OG. Yeah, hey, what did he ahead. have in the game? Two points after that. Mm. And he guarded him. He guarded him. Like, he say some shit like that. One time we came in, we was playing Golden State, and this was when Steph was starting to catch fire. He was starting to turn into the mm. chef. You know what I'm saying? And he came in, and he said, I fucking found it. He just kept saying, I fucking found it. So we kind of looking at him like, he like, he don't like people standing on the side of him. He can shoot with you in front of him. He can shoot with you behind him. But on his side, he don't like that. I'm a guard in the second half. Shut him down again. Mm-hmm. So after that, I was a believer. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that, I'm like, everything that I've heard about Kobe Bryant is all true. Uh, you know? Let, let me put you on the spot right quick. Who you prefer, Lakers or Clippers? Clippers. Oh, okay. That's easy. For me. <laughs> okay, nah, okay. That's easy. Clippers that's easy over here. Clippers over here, you know. Yeah. I was, I, was, I was part of a culture change over there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They gave us an opportunity to kind of build that organization out to our personalities and how we wanted to feel and look. And yeah. I think we had a big part of how it looked now. I'm a part of that. So. How did it feel when Slam came to y'all to recreate that iconic We was fuck, like incredibly honored, bro. 
I ain't even gonna lie because I shit, I was a kid and I had that magazine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was a, I was a youngster when I had that magazine. So for them to come in and wanted us to do it over, I was like, that's hard. Yeah, nah, it was fire, and it was like that, like from all of the feedback and seeing how Castrez was real vocal about how hyped he was, and y'all were to do it. We and couldn't wait, and you know how it is. You don't want to do no media. Nah. You really like, hey man, tell him we got ten minutes. Yeah, we got ten minutes. We we knock it out, and I'm out. Yeah. We was like, what y'all want? We was changing <laughs> right. outfits and shit. <laughs> I need my hat yeah, like see, this. A lot of people don't even, if you look at the picture, we got on each other jewelry. Yeah, each other's yeah. jewelry and jerseys yeah, jerseys and, and everything. So we yeah. it, we was in there having fun with it. We were so honored to do it, bro. I mean, that's kind of how we did it when we did it. It yeah. was it was kind of like a, because we took so many other pictures, but it wind up, we just all of a sudden just took each other's jerseys off and just bent ourselves, put the do-rags on, and it just came out like that, yeah. and it just... To see y'all's, man, it was dope. When I seen it, I was like, man, that's hard. Yeah, no, nah, we, was, we was super hard. I got a big-ass picture in my house today. Straight fine. up. How was that season? Y'all didn't win a championship, but it was like a term. You know, y'all didn't have a superstar, so-called superstar that, that they were saying. You know how they, yeah. when they brought Kawhi and Paul and them was your superstar. Mm -hmm. Y'all was just a regular team of guys that they felt that they can just exchange on any team. Y'all made the playoffs and won games against the, the all-dominant Warriors. Like, how was that season, like, how y'all collected? Because y'all was saying, like, y'all was just playing fun basketball and y'all was together. I mean, I'll take, I'll take credit for the mentality for that. We were playing pretty pretty decent basketball. We felt good about what we was as a team, and then Blake got traded. Mm -hmm. So we like, why the fuck would they trade him? When, you know what I'm saying, we kind of, we starting to find our, our mm -hmm. groove and they traded him. And so, you know, we kind of felt like oh, sabotage. Like, what's going on? Y'all trying to y'all right. trying to make us look crazy. So I just remember telling everybody on the plane, I'm like, look, bro, we ain't make that decision. So we don't gotta deal with all the pressure that come with the decision. Only thing we can do is play as hard as we can and give ourselves an opportunity to win and have some fun. Mm -hmm. so other than that, we ain't trade Blake. Yeah. We love Blake. You know what I'm saying? So play hard as hell, give ourselves an opportunity. And we took that and ran with it. So every night we was just arrogant as hell, thinking we could beat anybody. And you know the hardest scene to play is a bunch of guys that, that feel like they hardworking and they confident. Yeah. And they feel like they can beat you. And you know, y'all see how Pat Bev carrying it to this day. Mm -hmm. He's still tripping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's still tripping. I still on it. Got that yeah. jail on it. Irrational confidence. Yeah, <laughs> he's still, still he's still tripping. And so P P was like, he was that muscle we needed. You know, sometimes we like. You sure, man? Y'all come on. That's that's who that's who P is. You know he, man. Y'all, bro, come on. Come let's on. get him. Bro, I can't see. He, man, come on. Let's get behind get. me. And that's how that's how he was. People and I was understand the, sniper, the you value that he had with that Minnesota team just for what you're saying yeah, because you gotta mentality. have that one. Because like people that ain't been on teams, they don't understand that. Like yes. There will be some that are nervous, scared, or kind of apprehensive, sure. whatever and, you want to call I, it. And can I say this while I got a platform? Can people stop taking Pat Bev hot takes as personal? Yeah. Like, if y'all get to know him, everything he's saying is all basketball. Straight up. That's it. That's it. Everything he's saying, I've watched him walk up to dudes in a club and like, you ain't scoring me right now. He dead serious, though. Dead serious. <laughs> yeah. That's how he wired. So, but sometimes, you know, when you put him out there, he look like he just, he hating. Oh, no. He got we, too much. Nah, we, like we everything he's saying is strictly I know how he yeah. I know where he's from. For sure. I know exactly. We had him on this show and we said, who was the first person to bust your ass? That boy said, nobody. And he a liar. <laughs> <laughs> we, and he but a liar because I'm one of them. That's just him because everybody, he, we know everybody he's seen. Nah, come on, let's go. Bust his ass, though. That's how he, that's yeah, how he, he And he not budging. Yeah, you show him film, whatever you want to show him. He not budging on, on his position, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to get that out there because sometimes it's scary now when you talk as an athlete and everybody got something to say about what you got to say. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like your truth ain't your truth. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, cool. I'm not speaking some type of truth, but if you know P and you know how he how he wired, I guarantee you, out of the 400 NBA players, 400 of them gonna want him on their team. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a player like that. What's the difference in between being a Laker and being a Clipper? Like fan wise and just like <laughs> city wise. Me. We don't know. We've uh, never been a Laker. You've been both. Yeah. You got that unique, you, you know, got it's that not unique, a lot of people. I think, you got that unique I think perspective. it's a um 
you know, the difference is the Lakers is the Lakers. Yeah. And the Clippers, until they win about 20 championships, they they no matter what, they're going to be looked at as little brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But they need to win one. I don't think 20. They one is a great to... start. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm fucking disappointed we didn't get to pull it off because I, I thought we had the, the tools that was needed. It just didn't work out for us. But, you know, this Laker town. And nah. if you if you don't think different, you fooling yourself. It's yeah, just, nah, we we always that's one thing we were like always honest about. But you know, like you say, I think the Clippers, you know, have done a great job of carving their own space out. I mean, you never gonna like you say, L.A. is gonna be a Laker city. Because, and L.A. got different cultures, so it's plenty yeah. room for both teams. Oh yeah, it's, it's people that love and they ride. They that's got their yeah, like, they support the, the group. Clippers they, they is ride. the hood. That's what. That's there what you, I was trying to go. say. Like, what's there the difference between the Clippers right, fans and the Lakers fans? There you go. I forgot where I was that's at. That's what we thought. That's what we always thought. I just couldn't verify because I ain't never played for the Lakers. That's what we embraced about. Yeah, like the Lakers Man, is like yeah. Hollywood. The Clippers Hollywood, is more like. Yeah. We down the street. Like, yeah. You got to understand. It was really like <laughs> we that was when cool we with was here. Like, when you get here, you know, y'all, y'all, they didn't, first of all, even before Bomb, you was here when Bomb had a team about then, right? Or you was yeah, here I, I, the I always was with Steve, yeah. Oh, so you was definitely living the lap of luxury, like, bro. <laughs> bro, we How was, was it for y'all? Bro, we, we first of all, college, we, pra- we practiced at Southwest Junior College. Now, this is, I love my that? people. This South is South Central, Central LA, the hood, boy. You <laughs> hear me? <laughs> I'm talking about, look, look, this is like high school highway. You know, you got the little, the little boom, the little stick thing in the middle of the showers, and then it's got spouts out. None of them work. We don't need, we take showers at home. We taking towels and putting them on our car seats, driving home with no shirt on and taking showers at the crib, boy. You feel <laughs> oh, me? God. Like, this is what we really was living. This I'm talking about people putting up, like Mike Waller with Kenny had an Aston Martin. You put, we, we going through campus while they getting out of class. They like, yo, what kind of car is this? Like, it's like really <laughs> like, like this. We in the hood, bro. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Like so, when I say you talk about well, the hood, shit, like y'all, we really, y'all might have been more hood than us. Hey, no, nah, <laughs> listen, we was at high school <laughs> games and everything, man. We jumping might've... fences, he breaking, get your chains on the. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all might have, y'all might have, y'all started it then. Yeah, no, go ahead. Y'all started. I got a question. I like to ask. You know, you somebody that's uh, you enjoy yourself. I like to think when you got the bag. I ain't talking about taking care of mom or the family. I'm talking about what Lou Will did for himself where you look back on like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I drove everything but a cop car. Oh, you whip gang said, okay, okay, let me Man. hear one of the stuntastic purchases when you when you did something cold. Super cold. I mean, everybody had everything, but I think the wildest shit I did, I bought um I bought a Ferrari and a Lamborghini within a few months of each other, and I had both of them. I think that's when I was tripping. And I was in Philly. <laughs> I that, think that, that's when I was tripping. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that qualifies. That qualifies. Philly number 45 pick. Yeah. I saw you, I, usually you would either get one or the other. You wanted. Yeah, like, that's why I'm tripping. Who gets the Lambo and, and didn't like neither one of them. <laughs> and didn't like them. Because they too goddamn exotic and crazy. Like can't just drive them every day. And you can't drive them in Philly. Philly Street's too. That's what I'm saying. I towed that Lamborghini up. <laughs> <laughs> it, had, it, had the, it had the low spoiler on it. Yeah. Oh, I was killing that Lamborghini. I had to get rid of that shit. <laughs> killing that joint. <laughs> this is the perfect example. Like, when we be thinking we about to kill them, we really be killing yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we killing ourselves. Yeah, we killing ourselves. Sick. Oh, man. How was it for you to um, to be featured on Meek Mill's song? Yeah, that's different. That's different. That's different because Meek is like real family. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm talking, saying? but still for the caliber artists of, of yeah, me, me. I, but I'm part of that. I'm part of that story. Like, oh, okay. I saw that. Like I remember me and him having a conversation. Like yo, I think I'm about to sign with Rick Ross. Like that's how far me and him. Mm, so this oh, was the so day way before. Yeah, that. that's how all the tattoos on his arm. Ask him. He got him in my kitchen. Like that's mm. my brother. Oh, that's you what's understand. Up. Oh. So that that's. That's, that was meant to be. Yeah, that's a different. That's a so, different. Okay, he's been part of the. The you know we flew the tattoo guy in. We just yeah, all I, over I got, here going I got six dream chaser chains. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's that deep. Like, yeah, that's, that's my that's, that's my dog for real. So anytime he mentioned in my name, like that's true story. Like yeah. the song house party. That's really about him coming to my crib, being a part of a party. So yeah. tell and me being this. inspired. The video shot at my house, everything. I was about to say that. Tell me this. How is it that you is it I know that you went in music, but how is it you you were with like I didn't know this about Meek Mill, but I saw some post, I think you posted it where 
you had Jack Harlow at yeah, your Jack. at the Lil Willville party when I, I was swag surfing thing. like four Jack years before is, he was ever even hurt. Yeah, like he, he the hottest thing part now. Of the family. Like how do you like because it because is it because you do music? How do you cross paths with these guys before they even manage to blow? Probably just energy. It's just energy, you know, relationships. Charlie Mack introduced me and Meek to each other. Mack was like, man, you, I'm going to introduce you to Meek. Y'all get along. And um, we hit it off and developed a relationship. Doing music is how I met Jack. I was doing music. My engineer is from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Shout out KY. Mm -hmm. And I was in the studio playing music for, you know, family and friends before I was going to put it out. And Jack and his brother was in the room. Mm. And I'm like, who, who fuck these white dudes? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, who, you know what I'm saying? He like, nah, they cool. They cool. Like, all right, cool. Jack kept tapping me like, yo, that's hard. And I, we play another. He like, yo, that's hard, bro. And so I'm like, yo, he actually liked my music. Right. He like, yeah, I do music too. I'm like, that's what's up. And we developed a, um, we just developed a friendship from him being around. And four years later, he the biggest shit in the world. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jack. Jack me. That's how yeah. Jack even had an opportunity to get me in trouble. You know I was about to ask you, like, how did, like, tell me the real story of the, the real, Lemon Pepper the, Lou. The, like, the, truth of it, the truth of it is I came home to go to a funeral. I left the wake. The wake was like two blocks from, from, from Magic. If y'all know culture, y'all know Atlanta. This right. So the Magic get food in the daytime. We you eat. know it. That's, that's where we eat. But if you don't understand, you don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah. That's where we eat. That's what I'm saying. It ain't about nothing about everybody coming in right. there getting food. That's our, that's the city's one of the city's favorite restaurants. Yeah, this is where definitely. we eat. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. can walk in four o'clock in the afternoon, run into anybody. Anybody. That's where we eat. Come to get them a plate. Yeah. So it's five in the afternoon. We're going to run over here, go get some food. So we thinking we doing the responsible thing. Come in, I order my food, grab a drink, wait for my food. We go way in the corner. We chilling. Mask on, the whole, everything you, you think you're supposed to do. Like, wasn't nobody, no fucking pandemic experts at that time. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We chilling. Jack walk in. So mind you, with everything you just said about Jack, fast forward to Jack having the number one record oh, in the country. Right then, What's yeah. popping? See Jack, like, what's up? Bro, we got to take a shot. Like, that's big. Right. You know what I'm saying? We take a shot. Jack asked me. He like, yo, can I can I take a picture? I'm like, yeah, we got our mask on. That's what I said to right. him. That's I said, yeah, thought, we got right? our mask on. Take the picture. Don't think nothing of it. My food come. His food come. I see you in a minute, bro. I'm gone. I'm in the house. So everybody, imagination's running wild. I'm partying, this and that. It wasn't none of that. I'm in the house. I get a call the next day. I'm on my way back to the bubble. Everything going crazy. Yeah. L. Frank called me. He like, who the fuck is Jack Harlow? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, he a rapper. That's my friend. What's the problem? He's like, I'll call you back. <laughs> so he hang up on me. My agent called me. He like, yo, we might have a situation. I'm like, about what? He like, Go to your Instagram. <laughs> he told you to go to the Instagram. Yeah. So I, I, so I go to Instagram and it's a blog and they showing Jack screenshot. So Jack posts a picture and then he took it down and then he said, chill guys, this was an old picture. Yeah. <laughs> but I had, I had the, the bubble mask on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so, Scooby-Doo, right? Yeah. Bro. So Jack tried to <laughs> Jack tried to cover for me. Right, on some solid shit. Yeah, solid. Shout out to Jack. Yeah. So it went crazy and it went viral because he was viral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like And then the NBA was like, it was like at they needed point. somebody to make protocol. an example of for protocol and all of that. So, I mean, I took my lick. At the end of the day, they gave me 10 days quarantine. That was it. And a bunch of bad publicity. They put you on punishment for 10 days? Man, folks put me on real deal punishment. <laughs> yeah. Put you like, in the room for 10 days. Nah, like, fool slid to my door knocking. <laughs> the whole shit like a real criminal. <laughs> like, folks had me in the hole 10 days. <laughs> right. <laughs> Folks really put me way yeah. isolated. I didn't have no choice on what I was gonna eat. Nothing. I got out for an hour a day to work out. Some real deal jail shit. Hey, man. so hold up. At the end of that, yeah. all that did they at least rename the wings on the menu to live? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so now they no, let... they was the Lou Will wings before that. Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, all right, right. But, but now it's our relationship over there has strengthened. You know what I'm saying? Because them folks stood solid with me. 
and they ain't turn their back, try to say nothing. Like we right. we embrace each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Up. And so that's what's up. shout out Shannon Sharp. You know, a cool nickname came out of it. I'm called it. Go get them lemon pepper loose. Yeah, lemon pepper loose. I was fighting that shit for a long time. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie because it was a lot of people that don't understand culture that had so much to say about it. Mm -hmm. And so it, to me, it was a negative thing. And so like usual, we do, we flip it, turn it into what we want yeah. to turn it into and make it a positive, so. That's what it is. They just don't understand the culture, so it yeah, be like shout out Lemon Pepper Ludo. Shout out to Meek Mill. He name dropped me in one this cut, too. Yeah, well, I appreciate sir. that, well, You man. get a name dropped, Black yeah, and Miles, Meek, okay. Meek showed me, man. Okay. Just to beat the trial, man. Go Miles <laughs> like Darius, I remember. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. <laughs> you played in a thousand games and, and started 122 games. Yeah, that shit sound crazy when you say it like that. That's it a sound bar. crazy, right? <laughs> that sound crazy. I, but I don't, it, like, that's, I, at, at that point, it's where I was supposed to be. Like, how, how was it, like, you know, the travel you did in your career? Because, like, people don't know the, like, the mental space and the stress and it's just travel. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you want, you want something to be your home and you just want to be home and, but you know, in, in the life that we live and the careers that we have, you can get traded any day. Mm -hmm. You can you can be here here this this year, and all the way across on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? The next year, like, for sure. how was it for you over your career? Just like all the traveling and the misery. You at that point now where you you want? I know when I retire, I was like, man, yeah, I don't that's wanna... why that's why the retirement shit even keep coming up around me is because I think I'm just I'm at a point where. Tired of moving around. I'm tired. Like, I'm just tired of, like, I think I just got to evolve. Yeah. I need to find new things to do on the road. I need to find new shit to spend my energy on, my time on, because yeah. the NBA, how I know it, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm 35. Yeah. Came in, I was 17. These young pups, man. Yeah, so they I just think, I think everything that kept me alive on the road, Wait that kept me. Wait a minute. Me, you came in at 17, so you've been yeah. in the league longer than you've been alive. Yeah, we getting yeah. there. We getting there. I'm going in. This will be my 18th season if I stick around. This will be that, 18. That'll be longer than you've lived. Yes, I'm a jarhead, bro. That's all. Yeah. That's it. You know that's what I'm saying? You're a rock so, star, man. You born a rock star, man. Hey, that's a boy right <laughs> born there. Born a rock I think, star. I think I'm just getting to the point. Right there, like, boy. I'm just, I'm, if I can find new things to do, because it ain't about basketball. You yeah. know, I, I still got I got the desire to play. I still got, got the passion for the game. I still love competing. I love that feeling of going into the arena. And you know all of that shit. I love it. Everything else. And my kids is getting older. My my oldest daughter is eleven. She getting into AAU now. Mm -hmm. Other daughter eight. She in in the gymnastics. She's an actress. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying. And so my son is still two. He's still very young. But you know they're starting to have Ambitious. careers of their own. Ambitious Career dreams. Schedules and, and you and you yeah. missing shit. You missing games and you missing plays and you yeah. missing birthdays. And I'm just at the point where it's just I don't know if this is. The number one priority, yeah. you know. So if I if I continue to hoop, it's gonna be because I find a situation that feel good, that feel right, is organic, is somewhere where I can grow still as a player, is somewhere where my influence can be used for younger guys, and you can still use me on the floor or not. I can be there as a conduit to you know what you got going on. I just have to be some type. It just got to be beneficial. Yeah. Long mm -hmm. story short, it just got it just got to make sense. I ain't just gonna sit over there just for the sake of sitting over there. Like I got more important shit that I can be doing with my time. One thing uh, about you, like you like one of them players, and I say this like like about AI, I feel like, I don't feel like AI lucky. I hate to say lucky. I say he he the one that's made it believable. Like you one of them players that like uh, your style of game, you're not the traditional point guard. You run into a lot of coaches that just might not understand what you bring to the table. Yeah, I had a couple of them. And it's hard to, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I understand because like, you do what you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, some coaches, they don't want the player. I don't want my point guard, the smallest guy to, to shoot the ball all the time. I want my yeah. smallest guy to kind of facilitate. So you run into a lot of coaches that don't understand that. I feel like that was kind of a problem with AI. Like, yeah, when he got to the league, like Larry Brown, we give you the keys to the, to the whip. Mm -hmm. We riding with you. But then he got a taste of it once he got older of like, man, just guys just, hey, he was still scoring 30. He left from scoring 30 to a team not even playing them. Nah, that's, I mean. That's crazy. And I feel I like mean, you in that I, same I didn't play boat. this year and shit, I won a six-man three years ago. That's what I'm saying. So like. But I feel like you in that same boat too. Like, 
if you was in position with the keys in your hand, it'd be different. You would think. I'm agreeing with you. A lot of coaches, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, for your position, a lot of nah, coaches don't. I, I agree. They just don't want that. You know what I'm but saying? I'm gonna let say you it's say it, against you. But I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. But do I, you You definitely feel like that? On a, on a it's trust pre, me. It's prejudged. Like, as soon as you walk to the door, you can feel like, yeah, he ain't really fucking with my style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, you know, I'm a free agent. I'm going to find me a nice home somewhere, you know, that I think I can have an impact on what's going on. Yeah. So, because I just left a situation where I, I really enjoy organization, really enjoy players. But I, I don't think there was just no room, room for Lou to be who you needed Lou to be mm-hmm. in order for it to work for both parties. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm with you. <laughs> start bench trade. You got to start one. Start bench one, trade one. All yeah. Right. You got to start one, you got to bench one, you got to trade one. Steph, Kyrie, Dame Lillard. <laughs> you crazy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. You crazy, dog. Start, bench, trade. <laughs> yeah, Steph, Kyrie, Dame Lillard. Who you start, who you bench, who you trade? Mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> nah, I can't even. I don't even... I'm for sure going to start Steph, though. Okay. I got my mind made up on that much. Okay. But you don't know who you trade or bench? I love all three of them dudes, bro. I, I, I wish I, I, I can't I can't trade I can't trade none of them. Like, I feel like all three of them dudes. We got to work it out, huh? Yeah, we got we to gotta work that one out. <laughs> out of all the teammates you had, you have been to a couple of teams, out of all the teammates you had, if you can put four other players – to teammates. complete your starting five, teammates. To complete your starting five, who are the other four players you'll play with? Give me, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talk about 17 years worth of guys, but yeah. off the top of my head, give me Kobe. AI. Give okay. me AI, give me James. Um, oh, damn, I forgot you, James Harden, too. That's your starting five? I'm trying to work it out. We're going to play small ball. Go small. We playing small ball. We playing small ball. Oh, you ain't got no big man up there, huh? Just for the sake of, like, trying to round out an even team, <laughs> I'm going to put Ellen Brand in there, too. Who? No, nah, yeah. see, I play Elton. with Josh, too. I play with Al Horford, too. Yeah. You play with some guy. Who would be that complete? Like, if you really could put a starting five with you, who would be that starting Damn, five? Damn, I ain't never really even broke that down like that. Out my, of your my, teammates. I don't I, well shit, I'm coming off the bench. <laughs> no, no, you 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 with it. So you I can can't be, hypothetically start if I don't start. You can you, you can either one, one or two. <laughs> well, give me five then. Give me five, give me five teammates and you'll come off the bench right. for since you AI gonna be my point guard. Okay. JH gonna be my two guard. James Hard. Kawhi gonna be my three. Mm. I'm gonna make Bane the four because he's cerebral. He's gonna figure it out. <laughs> 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 and um Man, should I play with Chris Webber too? Oh, uh, you did play CP in, in Philly. And 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 C Webb and Elton, they gonna have to battle it out in training camp. Okay. That's and then I got five. I got Pat Bev as like one of my first guards coming off the bench. That's it. PV. And then I got Paul George right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's still going. He's broken the game, guys. He's broken. Right. <laughs> I gave you five though. Yeah, I gave, gave you five, five but I just want five. my I just want my brothers to yeah, know where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I, I used to want to do, but I didn't have a crib and I ain't going by a crib because I was when I first in the league, I was living still living savage. But uh <laughs> I always wanted to be on MTV crib. Yeah. And I, I remember watching yeah, MTV Cribs and seeing, <laughs> seeing you on there with Bow. Like it's kind of surreal now. Like when you get to look back at shit, like, yeah. you could look back at that. Like, oh, that's that's I just won Bow Wow friend. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's real shit. Yeah, that was hard. Bow, I was at school. We had uh, sidekicks. Yeah, at the sidekicks. So we was on the AOL Instant Messenger by like, hey man, pull up to my crib. I need some homies over here. We shooting MTV cribs. We like, we on the way. Right. I shot over there from I was in school. I shot over there and we knocked it out in like an hour. My little part, I did it in like an hour. But how was that to just see yourself? I know in high school to see yourself yeah. on MTV. You know the vibes? Yeah. I, every every woman I liked, I showed it to. Her. You already know. What? <laughs> check this out. I, you know, I used to watch Humble the uh, yeah, what, what was the thing on out. MTV that the little celebrity game? 
Uh, well, uh, rock, rock and, and Jock. Rock and Jock. Yeah. I told my agent, he was like, yeah, what you want to do? I was like, man, I want to be on Rock and Jock. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, at that time, that was real. 25 yeah. point. I, I always remember seeing Gary Payton on there. Yeah. For whatever reason, he's the one player that's sticking my head being on Rock and Jock, hitting mm-hmm. a 25 pointer. Straight mm-hmm. up. So tell us more about your, like, like your music, music wise. You have artists and yourself. Yeah, I got, I got, I got music. I, I probably don't put nothing out no more, but, um, why not? I'm really a CEO now, bro. You just gonna I'm say CEO. That. If I if I do, I'm gonna be on my bird, man, on my puff. Right? Right, right. Ain't nothing I'm wrong with that. Let my artists be popping it. I'm gonna pop in on the videos. You so what? What's some of the artists that you didn't sign that you didn't got? So signed a kid. Well, not a kid. My brother, Akeem Ali. Mm-hmm. He from Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, super dope. Put out a couple projects. Uh, one of them called Mac in the Day. Check that out. Another one called uh, Dead. Um, Do them all dirty. Super lyrical, super talented, man. Um, sing, rap, got different personalities, man. Multifaceted, can do a lot of things. We was working with um, another artist, Lance Strip Chip, uh, who a friend of the family, works with us as well uh, with some things. He's not signed to us, but big friend of the family. We had him, had an opportunity to sign everybody we mentioned in this interview, yeah. uh, except Meek. You know, Meek was Meek. But yeah, we signed an artist. I'm trying to build out my company, Winners United. This is our fourth year, and music can be tough. You know, it's it's hard to keep people's attention and try to draw them away from what they're used to. So um, we've been working. It's been fun, though. Yeah. It's been fun. Well, you know, nothing here need difficult. an intro, man. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Any, any. Okay. Any, you know, we'd we'll, we'll love I, to have them. I can put it together. <laughs> yeah, we'd we'll love to hear about it. Like, one thing I always want to say, like, man, like, you one of the special ones. Like, you, Sebastian, Monte. Them, them guards that come out of the straight out high school to be like part of that 45, I think we like 45, 46 of us. To be guards come out of there, I feel like, man, y'all very special, man. We really appreciate you, bro, for, man, I appreciate for coming it. on I'm, here, man, I'm showing us love. I'm a fan of y'all as well. You know, y'all, we talk a lot about culture. Y'all like culture, you know. Y'all had guys wearing headbands, Jordans, hitting their heads, making shots, you know. So y'all just as much as the culture, too. I'm going to tell a quick story about Q. He left me outside the club one time. He don't know he did this. I did you he, dirty. He stayed doing did that. me dirty, but you ain't know you did me dirty. I wasn't. I wasn't nobody to know at the time. <laughs> yeah, let's tell it. I wasn't nobody. He, to tell know. it. He like yeah. Let's tell it. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. shit. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. Oh, he definitely ain't shit Chicago. in Chicago. Chicago summertime. I'm with uh, Andre Iguodala. We pull up to the club. Oh. We calling him to come get us and shit. I'm still ah. Little homie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just a part of the entourage at this point. You know what I'm saying? He got a green jumpsuit on. He come outside. He like. Wave us off, go back in. <laughs> ask Dre. Ask Dre. That sound like Iggy. Ask Dre. Iggy, tell he, he looked, story. He, he looked, waved us off, went back in the club. Did I, I saw y'all? Yeah, nigga, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm I never took it personal because I know for a fact he didn't know I existed. Oh, no. You, hey, you know all us a little noodle. Hey, man, <laughs> but shit, we all know how it is. Somebody that know, know bro, I'm having my time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're a little burnt. I got here. Hey, listen, he I probably can't. Didn't see the fact that I came out, out, I didn't <laughs> see something. I would have came. You know, if I was on some, I would have been like, no, nah, I ain't see that test. Nah, I would have came like, came I, I came outside. I'm looking for you. You came out, you like. Went back in. Probably frustrated I couldn't see. Well, I'm out of here, man. I came out. You yeah. know, I used to come out of the club, get people too much. Probably like my fifth, sixth trip. <laughs> out of here, man. And that's real. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, though. We live on location. We out here in La La Land, man. We got Lemon Pepper Lou in the building. There's been two man, solid, man. Out. One of the best six men to ever do it. Tune in. Legend. All right, we want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Player Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com